In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I so enjoy being able to come alongside someone who really knows what they're about and is willing to answer questions that you think you'd never ever get the chance to ask. So enjoying hiking, I've been thrilled to spend time with mountaineers and mountain guides and to learn from their experience. How do you pace yourself? How do you keep going? Do you ever get really scared? How do you best acclimatize to the high altitude? This week, I watched at close hand one of our cathedral's own stonemasons. He was at work on an external wall. I learned about the various techniques of laying mortar joints and how to distinguish them when they've been used through history I'll never quite look at a wall in the same way again. And then yesterday, I was in close conversation with two Greek Orthodox monks. One is from a monastery on Mount Athos near Athens in Greece, the other from Jerusalem. It was a wonderful opportunity to gain their view on what God's purpose might be for such monasteries and also to ask them about what it takes to live in a community, the same community for so long, for up to 80 years or more in some cases. And then there is a member of the cathedral's wider community who is the most productive person I have ever known. What she accomplishes in two hours would take most of the rest of us a day or more to accomplish. There is something about her, and I have my full intention of finding out what it is. What's her secret? As Jesus' disciples watched him closely as they lived beside him, there was something about him and particularly about his prayer life that compelled them to ask, Lord, teach us how to pray. The response to beauty, whether it's the sound of a child laughing or the light of the dawn just caressing early morning clouds, whether it's the generosity of another person. For many people, the response is a desire to whisper a thank you. Challenging times, be they uncertain medical results or concern for our children or our parents, as they navigate through the challenges and difficulties of life, be they grief, Challenging circumstances can give rise to an impulse within us to pour out our sorrow, our anger, our anxiety to someone or something beyond ourselves. All our human impulses and given these, no wonder the disciples of Jesus on seeing him at prayer went to him and asked, teach us how to pray.
Now, Jesus didn't give them a lecture. He didn't give them a sermon. But he encouraged them to put prayer into practice. When you pray, he says. And he gave them what has come to be known as the Lord's Prayer as an example. Much has been said, much has been written about this prayer. But what I'd like us to notice foremost is that Jesus sets prayer within the context of relationship. The prayer which Jesus taught us is used by Christians right around the world in many different languages, and we will pray it together shortly during this service. Two versions of the prayer are recorded in the Gospels, a longer form found in the Gospel of Matthew, given by Jesus to the crowds as he preached his Sermon on the Mount, and this shorter form in Luke. The version in Matthew begins, Our Father. Luke's begins simply, Father. Both set prayer within relationship. Relationship with the God whom we can call Father and relationship with others as we address the shared Father and God of all of us, praying our, not simply my, Father. But more than a transaction, more than bargaining, or presenting a long wish list to an indifferent authority figure, prayer is rooted in relationship and has been described as the conversation for which we are made. It can take many forms, voicing gratitude, crying out for change, bringing the needs of others and ourselves Rejoicing, silence, companionship, listening for God, and more. But whatever its form, the core of prayer, that robust relationship, means that it can hold, it can hold our sorrow, our fiercest anger, the most painful despair, and it can still be a seedbed of hope of change for us and for the world. Teach us to pray, the disciples asked Jesus. So what might we learn from how and what he prayed? Jesus prayed for others, including his disciples and for us, that we might be one, as well as praying for himself. He prayed with others, and also gave himself to long periods of solitary prayer. His praying was heartfelt and went to the depths. He prayed out of a knowledge of God and of God's ways. He taught persistence in prayer, whilst knowing at first hand that not all prayers would be answered as expected. His prayers in the Garden of Gethsemane and from the cross are perhaps especially striking. As he gave himself away and aligned himself with his destiny and calling. In the garden just before his betrayal and arrest, Jesus prayed, Not as I will, but as you will. From the cross he prayed, for the forgiveness of those who were seeking his destruction. Prayer 
doesn't get more real or more raw. The disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray and we might pause to note what a dangerous request this is. Jesus gave them the Lord's Prayer and teaching parables about prayer, but he also gave them the example of praying in his living, his agony, and his dying. Teach us to pray is then a request which takes seriously that invitation to enter into the lifelong conversation, the relationship in which we will be changed and through which we might be asked to become the answer to our own prayers and the prayers of others. Those people I mentioned as I began, the mountain guides, the stonemason, the monks, and that inspiringly productive woman, what they each have in common is that they are about what truly shapes them. Theirs isn't a superficial knowledge. They live and breathe what they have given themselves to. It becomes the marker of who and how they are. And so we, are we ready to allow our relationship with God to so take root in us, to so shape us who we are and how we live that we might share in that conversation that is lifelong and for which we have been made, knowing even that it may lead us the way of prayer that is tinged with Gethsemane and the cross, as well as the joy and the reconciliation of res resurrection. As some might say, be careful what you wish, what you ask, and what you pray for. Amen.